Welcome to Real Talk, a podcast ministry from Trinity Lutheran Church in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Real Talk can be defined as talking candidly, openly, and honestly without fear of what others might think. Real Talk is a type of conversation we need in our world right now. So join us as we here at Trinity Lutheran Church talk about where faith and life intersect. Now that's some Real Talk. All right, it's great to be back with you all with another episode of Real Talk from Trinity Lutheran Church. Again, it's me, Pastor Tom, it's Ashley, it's Sarah, and we are coming to you today to chat about uh, spiritual practices and Sabbath and all those sorts of things. Uh, Because Lent, the season of the church year that we're in right now, so often has uh, this emphasis for taking up some sort of spiritual practice during this 40-day time period. You know, and some people will fast from their phones, or maybe they will uh, uh, give up something else for Lent, or uh, maybe they'll do fish fries on Friday. But I I just would like to chat about that and and see where you two are at with spiritual practices. Yeah, spiritual practices are hard. Honestly, they're hard to to keep up and to um, actually do, right? Like, they're, you have to be very intentional, I feel like, to be able to keep a spiritual practice going. Yeah, and I, I think that's the hardest part for me is keeping it going and find something that works in the long run. <clears throat> it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to pray every day during Lent. And if you pray different ways, that's great. But also, like, you need to find something that is sustainable and not just periodic. Right. And I feel like, too, for spiritual practices, it's finding something that's not going to become a burden to you. Right? Or finding that practice that isn't, you're not going to be like, oh, I have to go do this. But something that is joyful and meaningful that can just become a part of your everyday life. Right. Right. So what about, uh, can you take ordinary everyday things and turn them into a spiritual practice? Do you think? Yeah, I'm sure you probably could. I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm trying to think of what that might look like. Um, Ashley, what does that look like for you? Um, I think like, yes and no. Um, as far as everyday things, like, um, I I think you can, if you're intentional about it, I don't think like, oh, I'm just going to pretend that when I clean my house, that's my time with God. Like, if you just say that, then I don't think that is a spiritual practice. But every time I clean my house and I'm vacuuming, and the vacuum is tuning out noise, and I'm in prayer while I vacuum, then... That is a thing that could become a spiritual practice if it's something you do during that time that's intentional. Um, so I think yes and no. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I like that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, you can do something, but just being intentional about this, the spiritual side of it. 
And I think for me, often it's you know, walking the dog is a great example in my life mm-hmm. when I can just tune out other things, walk, be in creation with my piece of creation, and uh, and just slow down and just not not so much like let God talk to me, but you know it, it's easier to for me to pray in those situations than to sit down, fold my hands in prayer, just rattle something off. That seems a little forced for me from time to time. So just taking that extended period of time and letting that prayer conversation take place. Well, and I think prayer is so important and something I don't do well and I don't right. do often mm-hmm. because God wants to be in relationship with us. And when you're in relationship, it's this kind of back and forth conversation, right? So I know that it's important and I know it's something I should do, but sitting and praying is not something I do well or that I enjoy or, you know, that I feel like I get a lot from by sitting and praying. And so for me, I think of my prayer more as my thought process. Um, And so like for me, a lot of times that happens when I'm driving in my car um, by myself without kids. So it's just me and it's whatever my thought process is. And I, my mind races and I have lots of thoughts that like zigzag all over the place. And so I try to be intentional of when my mind is wandering and going then to kind of think about, okay, what were those things that I was just thinking about? And what was that conversation that I really did just have with God through prayer? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, I'm not one to sit down and think through sentences in my mind, praying with God or to have open dialogue out loud right. with God um, for myself. Like that's something I do with confirmation kids. And I think I, I do that well, but um, it's not something that's life giving to me in a sense that it's something like you were saying is sustainable. So it's more my thought process because I internalize and think rapidly about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more of a thought process of acknowledging what that was. Are there any other spiritual practices that you have found helpful besides entering into a time of prayer, whatever that looks like, Uh, other spiritual practices? I, t- I mean, just attending church, I think regularly is a huge spiritual practice that's, I don't think required, but I also think it's extremely important to be in a space and a time dedicated um, to worshiping with other people in community. I think that's important. Um, I also pray in color where um, I don't always have words to make sentences, but again, it's the thought process of what mm-hmm. I do. And so if like I'm thinking about my kids, I might just write their names down on the piece of paper. And like, that's all I need to write. But I know my thoughts of what I had for each of my kids in that moment or mm-hmm. my family or things like that. So I'm more of like a a doodle prayer, if you will. Yeah, I like that. So, so I do that. What are you say, Reed? Yeah, you know, I think for me, it's, well, it's honestly, it's being intentional about spiritual practices. Um, I don't do the best at it because 
you know, life gets busy and then that just kind of takes a second burner. So it's being super intentional about keeping those. But for me, it's a lot about journaling. Um, so I have like two or three journals that are completely full. Dear diary. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that look? I, I've never done a journal type thing. So like, how, how does that process and look I, for you? And I yeah. liked the idea of that, but I don't even know what to write. So yeah, what do you do for that? I that My journals are a combination of everything. Like some pages, it's multiple pages long and has like actual sentences, words, and it's describing like how I'm feeling. It's um, like asking God for, you know, peace, comfort, whatever. But other times it's just a word. Mm. Um, and so that's because sometimes like I'm a very verbal processor. Like I love to talk things through, but I feel like a lot of times I don't know how to talk those deep kind of questions or whatever I'm dealing with. Um, so I have found that a journal has been like a really safe place for me. And it's funny because I actually just looked at it the other day and it's kind of cool to look back into your journal and be like, oh, like, okay, yeah, like I went through that. Or, oh, like, forgot about that memory. And some are memories that I've had, like working at Luther Park, there's lots of, that's kind of where I started journaling was that and so lots of memories of friends and just a whole bunch of stuff from college and so it's a different way for me to to pray and i feel like that's a that's a way to pray for me mm-hmm. so do you ever look back at some of those things where you have questions or wonderings and and realize how that may have been answered or explained or you kind of figured it out like do you look back and see those prayers being answered or things like that yeah you know i i'd say Yes, but also I think for me, it's like looking back and seeing how much I've grown. I think that's a huge portion of it, of like remembering the moment, but then realizing like how I came out of that. And another thing that I use too is also my Bible. So looking at my Bible and like if I get like a handwritten note or a postcard or something, like I just stick those in my Bible. And so it's cool looking back when I go to grab my Bible and I see all these different letters that just bring back like the memories and um, some are like super encouraging notes. And so it's just nice to be able to have something that kind of lifts you up. And I just keep them right in my Bible. I like that. Yeah, I have one Bible that I write in specifically. Like I don't write in all of my Bibles, but there's one Bible that I do write in. Um, And then I have another Bible a different Bible than that has stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like I like being able to look back, you know, I have some pictures in it too mm-hmm. from when I worked at camp and, yep. um, and notes and letters. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yep. that is really encouraging Yeah. to come across some of those. And it's nice to like growing up, like I was never told like the, that you can't like write or scribble or, or highlight in your Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that is very much a uh, an act of pro- well, it's do- prayer doodling, but it's uh, studying scripture in a way, just like your prayer practice there, Ashley, because mm-hmm. it activates the brain in a different way. And 
uh, how cool it is too to look back. I still have my confirmation Bible. <clears throat> there are questions and highlights, and I distinctly remember highlight this passage, kids. <laughs> and looking back, it's like, oh yeah, that was a good thing to highlight, not just being told to do it. So another spiritual practice that I think I utilize, uh, or at least I try to utilize, is just uh, being present with my kiddos. Uh, and I know I talk a lot about my kids, but like being cognizant about bringing in, maybe it's more faith formation, but it's it's a practice for me where I try and take <clears throat> some sort of Bible lesson to a book or whatever we're talking about. So if we're reading Lama Lama, you know, that whole series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Great it's books. About how, like, Alam, the first one, Alama's afraid to go to bed alone or wants his mom. But also talking about, like, you know, like, it might feel like you're alone sometimes and it's scary. But, you know, mom and dad are always here for you. But also, you know who else is? God is. And so for me, it becomes a little bit of a spiritual practice of, thinking and learning how to pass that faith on. So it, it's not, not so much a spiritual practice, but maybe a personal challenge. So maybe it is a spiritual yeah. practice. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, Olive loves to hear books every single night. Oh, my gosh. Last night, six books. I was. <laughs> it was just too much. But uh, by, by book six, it was, no, we're just going to read this. <laughs> yeah. But I think that encourages kids to view their world around them mm -hmm. and understand and realize how God is a part of everything that we do. And God is a part of everything that we see and experience. And I think that that not only is a spiritual practice for kids to learn how to do, but an, a reminder for us to continue to do that too. Mm -hmm. um, right. I know like with confirmation kids, um, I've always challenged them. If you can't see God in something, let me know and I'll, I'll help tell you how God is connected <laughs> to that. So I take that on as a personal challenge. Um, and I've done that with my kids too. I mean, and it might be something as easy as like pizza and I'll figure out a way and how to connect that to God and that pizza will remind them of their, of their faith. Right. So it could be cheese pizza, crust, sauce, and cheese. Well, that's three things, Holy Trinity. You know, Jeez. I mean, it can be something as easy <laughs> and as simple as that of making connections because God is so integral in every aspect uh -huh. of our life and our world. Yeah. So I think that's a great spiritual practice to, to do with yourself and with your family. Well, that reminds me yeah. of this quote. And I I have this quote from my one of my professors in seminary. Uh, and he taught a class, I took a worship class from him as well as a class called Spiritual Practices and uh, Life Together, which is a book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. But I wrote this quote down because it was profound to me. He said, spirituality is not a filter to purify ourselves. Rather, it forces us to sit in the messiness of creation. And I think that gets at what you're saying, Ashley. That God is so, uh, God is so integrated into creation in our human experience that any spiritual practice that we do must enter into our world, because if it takes us out of it, we're neglecting 
who we're called to be here and now in whatever vocation we're at, whether we're single or in a relationship or kids or no kids, retired, working, whatever it is, God calls us to enter into those vocations with the messiness of spirituality and, and God's presence. And with that messiness, I think it's important to remember, like, we don't have to do any of these spiritual practices perfectly. You know, right. it, it's it's a matter of connecting to God and engaging in that relationship and conversation. And however you do that, however it looks, um, is is okay. You know, mm -hmm. and you can do one really well and be studying the Bible and have great insight. And the next day you could read scripture and have no idea what it says, but you're still <laughs> engaging, engaging in the process and trying to figure that out. And I, and I think the, the messiness of our lives also can be a part of our spiritual practice. Um, and that the messy is okay. Yeah. And that's, and if you're listening in your life is a complete <laughs> nightmare at the moment, like been there, might even be there right now with yeah. you. Like it's, and it's not to say that these spiritual practices rescue us, but I like to think of them as grounding points so that we can face the messiness of life, whether it's just being busy or if it's a true, I don't know what in the world to do sort of situation. And I, yeah, and I think that's where a lot of it, I think, comes from too. It's like you want to do a spiritual practice but you might not even know how to begin. So where would you begin, Sarah? Like if, oh, what would you say to somebody? <laughs> Am I answering my own question? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think like if I had to like define, you know, cause I'm just thinking too, like, what is a spiritual practice? Like if I'm new to faith or whatever, and we're talking about spiritual practice, like what would a definition even be? And I think, I think for me, spiritual practice, would be another way or a different way to connect with God um, and something that's intentional and maybe not something you have to do every single day, but something that is weekly or whatnot. And the ultimate goal of, I think, a spiritual practice is to deepen your relationship with God and to grow through that. Um, so something that is life-giving and that you can still do even through the messiness and the busyness of everyday life. So, um, and I think too, it's like thinking about yourself and like what, what gifts do you have as an individual that could become a spiritual practice, right? So like if you're musically talented, maybe that's playing the guitar for 20 minutes or whatever, right? Or if you're artistic, maybe that's painting and you're painting while you're I don't know, like praying or saying a psalm. Like, I think tapping into your own gifts will be able to, uh, spiritual practice will be able to grow that will become fruitful for you. And to know whatever you start with isn't like, it's not like a one and done. Right. You know, it's not like, this is going to be my spiritual practice. So right. you could journal and find that really life-giving for six months and then decide it's it's not something I, I want to do every day anymore. It's not as life-giving. And 
try something new and talk to other people like what are you doing and maybe try try different things i think people need to experiment to find out what is life giving to themselves um and that and that changes because our hobbies and our interests and our passions change over time and i think yeah. our spiritual practices can do that too that's a great point because it's okay. yeah yeah like i <clears throat> i hate fasting and i think it's the worst thing in the world <laughs> But we were chatting earlier about, uh, Sarah, you said you fasted one day from your cell phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was wonderful. And I'm thinking yeah. like, wow, how many times am I watching a show? You know, kids are in bed, watching a TV show, and I'm on my phone. And I'm not just present watching that TV show again. Yeah, totally. Totally. That happens all the time yeah. for me. It's like you're present, but you're not present. Yeah. Right? And you're present with the people that are with you. May that be like your spouse or your kids, but then you're not because Facebook or Instagram or Amazon, right? Like uh -huh. online shopping, like yeah, takes over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So yeah. it's like what? Yeah. I mean, that could even be a spiritual practice too. Like yep. being intentional about your time and actually spending time with the people that you yeah. love so, and care yeah and being, so, yeah being aware of that busyness like yeah we all say we're so busy right but a lot of that busyness we create ourselves yeah, yeah. so you feel so busy because you're not with your yeah. people like in these genuine relationships because we're distracted by all those things you listed sarah but that in and of itself is each person creating even more busyness within their life yeah. of multitasking when we really don't need to be. So that idea of putting your phone in a drawer for a day and not even having and, it is. Yeah. And honestly, like it's, right. it's freeing, right? Because like, I never realized how much like Facebook has been a part, right? Of like my life in a way, not necessarily me posting stuff, but like knowing people's, you know, details of life creeper and, and how much but how much of that you like take on in a way mm -hmm. you know and like if you just get rid of that for 24 hours you have a lot of free yeah. time so when you frame <laughs> fasting in that way that makes it much more appealing than just food even though i love food <laughs> um jimmy john's <laughs> stop <laughs> i think jimmy john's uh they should have me on uh on their favorites list or something yes, like that. Yes, your number one customer. You should be their, like, spokesperson on their billboards or something. I probably could at the rate I eat Jimmy John's. <laughs> yes. Maybe that should be a spiritual practice. Of, hey, could be. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, so, Ashley, how yep. how is Jimmy John's, like, uh, how is that connected to God? Jimmy John's? <laughs> I'm pulling an Abram and a Nora here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Jimmy John's is food, right? And I think that um, it brings us back to a lot of the biblical stories when people didn't have food or didn't feel like they were being provided for. And I think that God always provides, right? The story of manna and quail and that we're given what it is that we need. And I think food just in general is a huge reminder that not all people have the food that they need. And so the fact that we as humans, like in my family, have the food we need 
Yeah, okay, you passed the test. Jeez. Yeah, okay. I'm not even done. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I hope uh, you've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, and, you know, spiritual practices don't have to be big and scary. They don't have to be these overwhelming obligations, but they're things that deepen our connection to God, each other, and the world. So thanks for joining us, and we are going to see you next time with some more Real Talk. Thank you for listening to Real Talk, a podcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where we talk about the intersection of faith and life with real people, real life stories, and real faith. Join us next time.